Hey everybody and welcome to podcast 103. I recorded my Warframe stuff on Monday and so I was very excited. Normally I record on Wednesday and Thursday. So I was like, oh cool, I have Wednesday and Thursday to talk about other stuff. So the people will get an extra cool long podcast this week. But that's not going to happen. I couldn't think of anything else to talk about except Warframe this time. So that's all we have. Hopefully you'll enjoy the show. So the newest thing the online friends are playing is called Warframe. Warframe is for PC and is by Digital Extremes Limited. It is co-op PvE. A lot of people are asking for PvP, but I don't think they have any plans to put in PvP at the moment. It is not actually released. It is in an open beta, so anybody can just go over and sign up and play. I did go a little bit crazy on it, uh, on my own playing. So, so far I have played about 30 hours. Most of that has been solo, but I have maxed out at level 30 with the suit I chose to start the game with. It's kind of very slow going to get a second suit, but I actually think I really like this suit. I don't think I would change it. Experience would probably go considerably faster grouped. So I wouldn't say, you know, base that 30 hours on how long it'll take you to get there, you know, to max if you're going to play with other people. We have actually only played together for maybe two of those hours. Warframe is kind of similar to Mass Effect 3 in that it's a science fiction shooter. However, it has got a very different art style. It's a very, I guess you could say, Eastern kind of style. And it's basically about Space Ninja. The game is going to be 100% free to download and play once it is released. You know, it's obviously free to download and play now while it's in beta. But that's something good. You know, it will be free and you don't have to worry about it. So it's worth checking out if you are into, you know, science fiction shooter type games. There are kind of three different ways you can play it. The default way is called online. And that's sort of like an automatic matchmaking. If you choose a mission place and there's other people that want to play that mission, it will automatically join you with the other people. You can also set it to private, which means only your friends can join or you can invite your friends. And then you can play, like I said, solo, which means nobody else will be able to join you. I think maybe your friends can join you, but I'm not sure. But, you know, if you put it on solo mode, it will not automatically join you with other people. And I'm kind of picky about, you know, how I play online shooter games with people. I guess I'm kind of picky overall in... in online games with other people. So if I'm not going to be with my friends, I'll I'll pretty much just play solo, even though it is a much slower pace. Just because that's kind of how I roll. I don't like to be with people who are all crazy and doing really weird things. One cool thing about the solo mode is that even though it requires that you be online, you can actually just push escape and it will pause the game. And you can, I think, leave it paused as long as you want. 
Normally, I'll just pause and, and tab out for a minute or two or get up and go to the bathroom or get a drink because I'm coughing or whatever. And it's like, you know, not a big deal. You just pause for a few minutes and then unpause. And that's, you know, really cool and nice to see for, you know, an online thing. You know, you don't have to worry that it's online. Oh, I'm going to die if I, you know, have to suddenly get a drink or something. And, you know, it's running in the background. No, you can pause it. So that's very cool. Also, like Mass Effect 3, it is third-person shooter, so you are always seeing yourself. It's sort of over-the-shoulder. It's a little bit more, I guess you could say, not over-the-shoulder than most games. Unless, you know, you actually zoom in with the weapon, and then it'll, it'll be a little bit closer. You can push H by default to switch the shoulders. So that is very cool if you're into, you know, seeing from the different side. Even though it is in open beta, they do not plan on wiping the servers when they launch. I think they're targeting launch pretty soon. I don't know an exact date. The map system is a little bit kind of confusing at first, and it seems a little bit strange and maybe unnecessary. It adds a lot of flavor to the game, but I don't know, you know, with the random nature if it's really necessary. Basically, it is our galaxy, and it shows you sitting down sort of in a view of the galaxy. And each planet has several missions, and you have to, you know, unlock the different paths to get to the different planets. But there's really only a few mission types. It's pretty much kill everybody, rescue a certain person, kill a certain person. There's blow up some stuff, you know, special targets you have to go and blow up. And then there's like a defend the position kind of thing. I don't know if there's other maps, but those are the ones I've seen. But it's like there's way more map locations than there are those types of missions. So let's say maybe a particular planet has a dozen different missions. You know, it may only have three of those types of goals, but it's got, you know, a dozen locations. And so why that seems strange to me is why has it got a dozen locations instead of three if it only has three types of missions, you know, I, I would think it would be easier just to say, pick this mission type and this difficulty, go. It's going to generate the map randomly, so I don't understand why you need so many locations for such a few number of mission types. So that seems a little strange to me. But like I said, it does add a lot of flavor, so that, that's kind of cool because, you know, you're looking at the galaxy and then each planet has a certain pathway to get to other planets. So I don't know, it's kind of cool, kind of on the fence on if that's a good way or not good way to do that. They do have a lot of microtransaction stuff in place. You can buy weapons or different warframes, which are the, basically the thing that controls which powers you can use. And you can buy them for real-world money, and they'll come, you know, kind of pimped out. But I would actually recommend not spending any money on any beta, not just this beta, but any beta. Because you never know what could happen. Things that you buy might change. They might be removed from the game. You might then decide, you know, you, you don't want to spend the money on the other stuff. Or who knows, you know, even though the game is pretty much successful already, you never know with any beta product if it's going to change or suddenly become, you know, a product that will never release. So it's just better, in my opinion, not to spend any real-world money on a, a beta product or, you know, any product that hasn't actually released. You can pick up the game client at the Warframe site, or it's also available through Steam. I would think, though, that most people that have Steam would, you know, rather go through Steam. That way their friends list is available and people will see, you know, that they're, they're playing the game and all. 
But, you know, totally up to you. I was told by the developers that the only difference between the base client and the Steam client is that when you do an online purchase, you know, you get the real-world money for the special in-game money. If it's through Steam, it will use the Steam wallet. And if it's through the generic client, it will be through this thing called Ultimate Pay Merchant, which I've never heard of. One cool thing I like, which is pretty much one of the reasons why I've been addicted, there are a couple of reasons why it's kind of addicting for me, is that there seems to be a random layout on the various missions. It's not, you know, a static map every time. I mean, yes, you know, the areas are in big chunks, and once you get used to the chunks, you know, you kind of know what to expect. But there is randomization that's not always the same map. You can pick a mission and then beat it or fail it, and then pick that mission again, and you could see a very different map. So that's one thing that I like that is very cool about it. Keeps it fresh and interesting. There are also random mission goals, which can either add to the mission while you're doing it, or your mission objective can change entirely. Like some missions, as example, I've had to rescue a person. But then, you know, somewhere during the mission, it'll be like, oh, there's some important data here we need to get. Go get this important data. So now I'm rescuing the person and doing this other additional goal that I didn't originally know that I was going to need to do. There also seem to be sort of random missions that come up that are only available for a certain time. In the 30 hours I've played, I've only seen about four of them show up on the map, though. It'd be what they call an alert, and there will be a special little marker for it on the map, and usually it seems like it's only there for about 15 minutes or a half an hour. I think once you get in, it doesn't matter, you know, how long you stay in the mission for, you know, until you complete it. But if you are, you know, outside of a mission, you're looking at the galaxy map or you're looking at your character or whatever, that timer is going to be ticking away and you only have that small window to get in and do the special thing. I think I read on the forums that if you do the special mission, sometimes you can get rare blueprints or rare weapons and items. So... It's kind of a good idea to always do them if you can. Depending on where they are, they may or may not be super hard. One I got was, like, pretty easy. It was in, like, basically the starting sector. And then another one I got was in a sector so far away, I didn't even have access to it yet. So that was probably a fairly high-level one. Loot seems to be individually based, as in, you know, you shoot a bad guy, every player who's in the map will see different loot fall out of them. So you don't have to worry about people taking good loot from you. Unfortunately, the downside to that is there is currently no trading in the game. And they're thinking about it. They may or may not add it in. So while it's a bonus, it's like if you get something good for a friend, you can't trade it to them at all. Which is kind of really disappointing. That's originally why I was playing quite a bit more, you know, for my group of friends that I play with. So that I could collect up some cool stuff and be like, oh, here's this thing and this thing, if you know. You want to use it if you like that style. I have this extra stuff. But I guess you can't trade, so that's a big downside, I think. But I guess that kind of makes sense. I mean, they've got a heavy monetization thing going on, so it's free to play and free to download. So, you know, I guess they're trying to keep as many ways as they can to make money. So I guess, you know, preventing trading is a big bonus for that. But at the same time, I think that really blocks out a lot of the casual playing audience because it does seem kind of like it is going to be kind of slow and it is a lot of grinding for lack of a better word 
So, you know, that's going to turn off a lot of people who are looking for something, you know, a bit more casual that it's easy getting into. You have three weapons in the game, two of which are guns and one is a sword. One is kind of a long-range weapon and one is basically pistols or, you know, light machine gun type things that are smaller arms. And for those and your suit, you are looking for what they call mods. And mods basically look like collectible cards and they have different sort of bonuses to them. Through what they are calling a fusion system, you can combine different ones. It won't change them, but it will basically power up the card you have. So say you get something that is like plus 10% armor. And let's say that starts at rank 4. If you rank it up to rank 5, it will boost it by whatever the base boost is. So in this case, that is 10%. Gets to rank 5, it's now 20% armor. You boost it to rank 6, it's now 30% armor. So there's a very collectible nature to all the mods, which I'm getting like really into. And that's probably another one of the reasons why I'm really kind of interested in and find the game a lot of fun. So because you get these random mods and then, you know, you have different power levels and your items in your suit can each get to level 30 and each weapon is its own thing. So, like, if you have an assault rifle, it's not for the assault rifle category. It's for that one exact type of assault rifle. If you get a different one, you have to also level that one up. You can freely take out and put in any mods you want. So, if you put in, you know, these three that are your favorite, you can then take them out if you change your assault rifle. However, the number of mods you can put in, in terms of points, is based on whatever level you are. So if you're like, say, level 10 with this one particular weapon, you can put 10 points worth of mods in. Now there is one exception. They have this Arokin artifact thing, which doubles the number of points you can put in. So if you have a level 10 assault rifle, say, and you put in the artifact into it, you can then put in 20 points worth of mods. I don't know where to actually find these. I haven't actually found any yet. And again, I've played like 30 hours. However, I am soloing, so I'm not getting as deep into the content as I could be. So I'm guessing they're probably some kind of special blueprint drop, and then you have to build it from that blueprint and various components. As I mentioned before, there's different kinds of Warframes, and each Warframe will have four different powers. Like the Loki suit that I use has a decoy, you put it down, and then it will attract bad guys, and it can turn invisible and it has a teleporting thing, and then its fourth ability, which is the super expensive, fancy Uber one, is that it will disarm everybody in a certain range. So, you know, all the guys who normally use guns are limited to melee, and then you just run away and shoot them at range and laugh at them. But whatever suit you have will determine, you know, which four powers you can use for your main abilities. And again, you know, you don't have to use those abilities, and they can level up based on how you level them up. And there's a ton of different mods you can use that are not specific to a particular Warframe. Like with mine, I have a shield one that boosts, you know, how much shields I can have. I have a health one, also boosts how much health I can have. I think I have an armor one in there. That one I've sort of taken in and out depending on other ones I've been using. I've got a shield regeneration boost speed one. And I have several others that I'm actually not using. There's one that's like run speed boost. There's one that does a power 
range boost. Like, you know, some Warframes have, like, casting-type abilities. Like, there's one that's fire-based, so it can throw fireballs. So, you know, it would increase how far that range is. So there's all kinds of different mods for your suit and your different items. And part of what has addicted me is trying to figure out, you know, what level mods I want. I tend to keep level 3, 5, 6, and 10. They'll drop at all kinds of different levels, but basically it kind of makes it easy for my brain to know I can slot in something that's 3 or 5, because, you know, 6 and 10 are doubles of that. And so it's kind of addictive in that, you know, you want this one and this one and this one. Okay, I'll take this one this far and this one this far. And, you know, as you're leveling up the weapons, you can level up the mods. Or you might see a new mod you hadn't seen before, and it's like, oh, cool, cool, I can swap it out for this one. So that's also kind of very addictive. The suit has what is called polarities, and very rarely the weapons will also have polarities. If you match a polarity, it will cut the cost of that mod in half. So say you have something that's level 6, and you slot it in and the polarity matches, it will actually only take up 3 points worth of slot. If you mismatch polarities, like you put it in and it doesn't match, it will actually cost you more. I don't know if it's double, but I know it's more. But a lot of cases, you know, the weapons or your suit have basically empty unaligned slots. So if something, you know, is a mismatch, you just put it in an unaligned slot and then it won't cost anything extra. The graphics are really good, but there are only three tile sets. And I don't even know if that's actually three different tile sets. I sent a message to the developer and they weren't very specific about it. There's the basic tile set that you see right when you start the game that looks sort of like, I guess you could say a generic spaceship or space station. There is another tile set which looks the exact same but has a bunch of corrupt stuff all over the place and the lights are out and it's kind of dark and spooky. I don't know if they're counting that as its own tile set. I personally wouldn't because it's just the same tile set but with a bunch of yucky stuff on it. So it's like, you know, an added layer. It's not really a whole other tile set. And then the third tile set is sort of on a, I guess you could call it more of an outpost or station that's on a frozen planet. So that's a little bit different. It's not super different. I mean, it's like obviously, oh, this is a different place. But it's not, you know, vastly different because it's all kind of the same sci-fi theme. They are planning on having more before launch, so that will be good to see. But, you know, as a free-to-play game, that is one of the limitations. They don't have a lot of, you know, art assets in the game. Currently, there is no scaling difficulty based on the group size. So that's why I say, you know, soloing is going to be a lot harder than grouping. Because I think everything is based around a soloing level. Because I can do pretty much just fine in most cases. I pretty much have to get somewhere that's, you know, way higher level than me to worry about it. But, you know, if four people get together, they're going to blow through the content in terms of, you know, difficulty. Because they aren't scaling up at all. But they said they are working on that. So hopefully that will be in before launch. And, you know, people who are in a bigger group will have a tougher time than, you know, somebody that's soloing. They also mentioned when I asked a few questions that they were planning on doing a lot of UI upgrades. The UI is very cool. It's it's very serviceable, I think. But I would agree, you know, there are a few things I could see where they could be improved. So that's good to know that they plan to improve the look of the UI before launch as well. I kind of disagree with the microtransaction model because it seems like the drop rate is so slow on some things 
that it would take a really, really, really long time for casual players to get any sort of advancement. I mean, again, you know, I have been soloing, you know, grouping would be much faster. So maybe that's just my perception based on my soloing. But it seems like they've got a lot of influence on microtransactions. And the prices don't really seem all that cheap. And a lot of the microtransaction stuff seems to be based on kind of just the basic equipment. It's not like, you know, a lot of the games that microtransactions are just cosmetic things. These seem to be all things that are, you know, actual weapons. But I've only found three blueprints in the whole time, so that's like one per ten hours. Even if we assumed, you know, double that for grouping, let's say, that still means I'm only finding one set of blueprints for something every five hours. You know, you take a casual player that plays one or two hours a week, you know, that's still a long time. But I guess, you know, the the benefit to that is it is free to download and play, so, you know, it's just a lot longer before you have any kind of gain. And again, you know, it's beta, so that could change in the future. My final thoughts are, it seems fairly addictive due to the randomized nature. Like I said, I've played quite a bit. And it seems really cool that things can change, you know, while you're doing the mission. It's not a fixed thing. So that, I think, is really interesting to me. It seems like it can be a bit on the hardcore side. Leveling as per item, so that means if you change your item, you know, you're going to have to re-level the new item. If you don't like an item, they're kind of expensive, so it's going to be quite a while before you can change it out. Ranking gain seems really, really slow. I don't know what advantage or disadvantage player rank has, but it took me like a really, really long time to rank that up. Again, that could be because I'm soloing and I'm not gaining experience very quickly, so I'm not sure on that one. But it seems overall that ranking is very slow. And when I did finally rank up, it wasn't automatic. I had to pass a trial. And I actually kind of blew the first trial I did because there was a bad guy that was hiding. And you only have like 30 seconds to finish it. So it's like, where where is it? it? Ah! And I, I blew it. And then I had to wait 24 real world hours before I could try again. Of the blueprints I have, they all seem to be around 12 hours real time. So if you get a blueprint, you get the parts for it, you know, you're not going to get to use the item for quite a while. So while it seems like it would be very good for casual players, because there is always some gain, you know, you are gaining it for your, you know, your player, and if you switch suits, you know, you'll still have the items you can use will, you know, still be leveled up. Or if you switch items, you know, the reverse will be true, you'll still have a powerful suit. And you're always gaining something. You're always gaining mods or you're always gaining experience. The disadvantage seems to be that things are very slow and I guess I could call it kind of grindy. But again, grouping is very quick and easy. You don't even have to set up a group. You just go somewhere and put yourself in online mode, which is the default. And you know, different players will pop into your mission and you'll get help. And again, you know, there is that advantage if you're like me and you don't want to play with strangers, you just want to play with your friends. You can set it to solo, and it's no big deal. You know, you'll be solo and not have to worry about it. So if you are into third-person science fiction shooters, if you particularly enjoy randomization, if you like a collectible card game like Nature to specialize in your stuff, sort of like card version of a talent tree, then this is a game you should definitely check out. Do remember, though, right now it is in a late-phase beta, 
So while it is mostly complete, stuff is still changing here and there. So if you do want to wait until it's pretty much not going to change anymore, you might want to wait for release. But, you know, as with all things online, even post-release, it might still change. But I think it is definitely worth checking out. News for this week is pretty much the same. Knife of Dunwall for Dishonored for All the Things will be out on April 16th. Injustice Gods Among Us for Consoles will be out on the 16th as well. And that is next week, so that's pretty soon. Oblivion, which is a really awesome looking science fiction movie, is due out on basically next weekend on the 19th. Star Trek The Video Game for PS3 and Xbox 360 is due out on the 23rd. Neverwinter's open beta weekend starts April 30th. So if you've been wanting to check out Neverwinter, that would be the time to do it for free. Though, you know, it's going to release pretty soon anyways, I think. So this would just give you sort of an early preview if you are looking for that. And that's all the news. So that is it for this week's Rabbit's Ramblings. I guess I am okay-ish emotionally. I'm kind of not in the mood to play a whole lot of games lately. I think though that's mostly based on the fact that the stuff I do like to play a lot is online. And online, pretty much at any location I go to, there's some instability, if not, you know, a considerable amount, depending on the time and the location. So that means, you know, a lot of the times I'll, I'll get dropped from games or they'll be super laggy. And I think that's sort of just becoming a thing with me that, you know, makes me depressed and sad and kind of influences me, you know, and if I want to play or not. And I think lately it's made me feel like not playing more than playing. I do have some single player stuff I'm doing and some single player stuff coming up pretty soon. So maybe, you know, I'll, I'll get more into that and just not worry about being online. Might be kind of hard to tell. But I do have a little bit of a cold, I guess. I don't really know. It's been a lot of congestion lately. Pretty much right after I said, I think it was last time that I had gotten better from my cold. I started feeling congested and coughing again and occasionally sneezing. That's really all there is besides being super sleepy. But it's pretty much a, a constant congestion in my lungs and my nose and in my throat quite a bit. I'm going to start seeing if maybe taking a decongestant or two every day, you know, repeatedly actually helps. I kind of have to be in a, you know, air-filtered environment when I'm in a home to be not congested. So it doesn't really surprise me that I'm congested, like, all the time. 
since I'm out, you know, with stuff that makes me allergic or people smoking in public places and the smoke coming and getting me. So it doesn't really surprise me. But I guess that is it for this week's ramblings. And hopefully I can think up some more stuff to talk about for next time. Because I've had no idea what to talk about for a little while. Pretty much Warframe is all I'm doing lately. So I don't know what else to talk about next time. I suppose Knife Dunwall. I can I can talk about that probably. But other than that, I don't know what I'll be talking about. So I guess it will be a surprise to everybody. Hopefully you enjoyed the show. I'll see everybody next time. Okay, thanks, bye. This isn't happening, Dale. We're not here. It's just a bad dream. Oh, I agree completely. Why, well, we'll wake up any minute to Harper and have a laugh about all this. And then you can play, you know, how, 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 how. kind of, kind of, uh, it's sort of old, it's hippa. Uh, maybe I'll just leave that in. An interesting, if cryptic response. You have been listening to Rabbit's Ramblings. If you would like to see the show notes or feed the bunny by sending a donation, you can find the show website at www.rabbit.com slash podcast slash rabbitsramblings.html. If you would like to send me an email, you can do so at rabbit at rabbit.com. If you friend me, you can also post on Facebook at rabbit.com. You can follow me on Twitter and YouTube at rabbitdotcom. It's rabbit.com, but with not a period. When you type rabbit's ramblings, don't use the space. And be sure to put the number one in place of I whenever you type rabbit. Rabbit's ramblings is copyright 2013 and is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike license.